This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. funny I she just is moving this all right we can't start yet because I need to what are you I think we start selling Parker um this dog that I'm watching <laughs> is just moving her bed around the kitchen <laughs> so weird Oops. I'm gonna send this in the email <laughs> where are you going girly <laughs> where are you headed oh Oh my god, this really is so funny. Parker, we have to start this way late. <laughs> it's oh yeah, okay. Oh it's <laughs> literally it's going alive. into the kitchen. <laughs> Just fled the Parker hits live slash record and Julia goes, We can't start this. <laughs> we gotta stop. This. What are these creatures emerging from the darkness? Oh my gosh. Oh my cat. gosh, there's cats too. Man. Julia always keeps it interesting with her location. <laughs> she does. I do hope that the people she pets it for stumble upon one of these podcasts someday and are like, that is my home. <laughs> You're like, they'll be like, that's quite odd. Someone <laughs> oh, used my home. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, it takes us probably like 40 minutes to start recording whenever we try to do a podcast. So you're just getting a little taste of that. Usually, usually Andrew and I spend the first 10 to 15 minutes talking about survivor and big brother and like (laughs) pretending like we're doing a survivor, big brother podcast to like pretend to warm up. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, this is fine. It's all, it's all part of the process, you know, totally artistic people. They have a process. You got (laughs) to give into that process. Julia's is following her dog around. It is constant and I distraction. That. <laughs> Whatever works. It's less destructive than drugs. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I like that we can hear her vaguely in the background. Wow. Yeah. Here she is. <laughs> when you guys see this, it's really going to be worth it. I'm really going to understand. <laughs> the stakes are so high. I know. It better be the best fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's literally not going to be, but it did make me LOL. Is it just a dog moving its bed? I can't get into it anymore without you seeing it. <laughs> okay. It need, I, I feel like this needs like Benny Hill music behind it. Like the dog, like, I'm making a TikTok. I'm making a TikTok. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Fan to Fan Detroit. Uh, This is a very special episode. Um, Andrew is in Miami this week. He's doing the things that uh, you do when you're in Miami. He's wearing uh, a pink collared shirt, riding a Sea-Doo. He's doing uh, the Burn Notice walking tour. He's uh, growing a mustache and wearing aviator sunglasses. He's, He's living it up down there. But in order to maintain my responsibilities to you as an audio professional. I have brought uh, some friends along to talk about a thing that I know a little bit about, but would like to know more about. 
Uh, she's good as here. All three of them, Julie, Katie, Mary Beth are here. We're going to talk about women's soccer. This is what we're going to do the whole time. Um, so you know now. You know now we're here. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for being here and welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're super yeah. excited. We're so yeah. pumped to be on Fan to Fan. We're fans of Fan to Fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're fan to fan fans. We're fans of the fans of fan to fan. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> uh, She's good is uh, another podcast that is on the Planet Podcast Network. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really like it. It's very. It's like the the lighter side of sports. So much of sports, I feel like, is um, it's it's overtly competitive like it's competitive even when you're talking about it uh in the like hot takes kind of way and i like that she's good as just like we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about stuff we like which is cool yeah <laughs> we kind of our thing is we we do love everyone that's mm-hmm. true we do that's think true. they are yeah. all good <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> From i would even say a lot of what we care about is stuff that happens off the field or off mm-hmm. the court like mm-hmm. Sure. The you know the fashion, the background stuff, the oh, you know, that's the true. drama. Yes. We are. We will tell you who wears a scrunchie and how well it holds up their hair. Yeah. yeah. Where where are you on the scrunchie versus like athletic uh, pre cut pre tape? Uh, where do you fall in that debate? I know it's like a hot topic. Some people do both. Shea Groom does both. Shea Groom has a has a a doble. She's got the uh, the scrunchie that holds pretty darn well. You and know then- she's got some other stuff under there, like Gorilla Glue and whatever. Yeah, gorilla yeah. Glue. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Gorilla Glue. Permanently, yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> the scrunchie is attached. It's crafted from her hair. Yeah. <laughs> she was born with it. That's why it stays. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Personally, and, I'm a I'm a KT per, KT tape person myself. Okay. Ooh, do you magical. like it flat or rolled up? Like, do I wear it like a little hat? Like, do I no, use so it to like people, soothe people... my my terrible headaches that I have at night from my terrible accident? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I will tell you, KTK tape does give me anxiety. So why? Why does it give you anxiety? Well, why does it stretch? Most adhesives do. Oh, she does not like. I have like a weird skin thing. Uh, So when I see people with it, just like all over, I do not enjoy that game as much as I could have if they just didn't have it on. I get that. I, to me, it's a miracle cure. I don't. It's. I don't understand how it works. I don't want to know how it works, but it cures all of the problems I have. I do believe it's great accident stuff. I took a care and treatment of injuries class in college, and we learned how to tape ankles. We learned how to do this and that and whatever. Um, and that was a little bit eye opening, and at the same time, it was a little bit of a blow off. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but it was cool. As do you do you like when you get it taped up now? Or are you like mm, your form's a little? Mm, <laughs> uh, you go a little higher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, uh, the last time I've gotten taped up, I wish I still got taped up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody's taped me up in years. Yeah. I do think I still could. I I do think I still could pull off a um um a nice a nice taping. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> good old days. Um, so what we've got, what we've got today, I've got a, a couple of questions. I, I think they're kind of like middle level knowledge questions about both the NWSL as well as the 
USWNT. Uh, and we're just kind of going to go through those. And if that's your thing, cool. That's what we're going to do today. And if it's not, I don't, you're missing out, I guess. You're missing why out. Why wouldn't it, it, it be? Kind Come of, on, people. I don't even know why I would even bother saying that. Yeah. Our goal, cool. our goal is to, so don't, don't, yeah, yeah, don't hang up yet. Don't hang up the phone yet. Okay. <laughs> just our goal by the end of this is to make people w- want, uh, want to, listen <laughs> feel good about listening <laughs> we're gonna ask like you lost the hour <laughs> okay we're gonna give you proof of concept by the end of this episode there we go. uh so i guess we'll just go through i'll, I'll go into the questions here the first one yes. i have is how strong of a league is the nwsl how strong is it compared to the strongest leagues in the world i, I would say it's up there um I think just from watching a couple different leagues like the um, WSL in England and the French League, um, the thing about the NWSL that I like is that it's it has more parity than the other leagues. Like it's much more competitive. So um, on any given day, I feel like the best team in the NWSL could get beat by like the worst team. Whereas with those other leagues, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of blowouts, like 9-0 wins in those other leagues, and it's a lot closer games in the NWSL. So usually that's because of money, right? There's big, big pay discrepancies. Yeah. And the MLS is kind of the same where there's only so much money you have access to. Is it the same then in the that that same kind of philosophy of you have however much money you have and that's it? Yeah. So there are, you know, that each team has a certain amount of money they can spend. Um, there is this thing that they've introduced recently called allocation money. So each team oh, gets yeah. a certain amount of allocation money that they can then trade around to other teams. Um, so that has kind of added like a more interesting element. So some players can make above like what the maximum salary is. Um which is yeah. cool and I think is going to make the league better and help expand it too. Yeah, the the MLS is the they do the exact same thing. It's even called allocation money. And they mm-hmm. have like uh under 23 is co- people colloquially call it young money, which is like money set aside for. So that's interesting that they're kind of doing the same doing the same thing. Yeah. Who's the who is the favorite to win the NWSL this year? Who is that? Honestly, is there I don't it like. Could, I feel like it's like I've only been watching the NWSL for like a year, but it like has changed <laughs> drastically even in that time. Like who I think was considered the best, or that I considered the best at least. Um, I think it's gonna be competitive, though. We will say yeah. that, but um, well, like I think when we started watching, it was like the North Carolina Courage that was sort of like um, uh, considered the like team to beat. Yeah. They had a lot of national team players and and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, since we started watching even like two other teams have won challenge cups and, and other teams have really kind of um, it's, it's definitely rotated. Who's, who's been the lots of trades, lots of people moving, which I think is a lot COVID related. And then I think like once, once a lot of the players that went to Europe, are back Huge uh, that would that would change things up but it's a question i think of who's going to come back and who's not uh, i want to i yeah. want to ask about that um why are there why are there so many so there's a lot of players who are signed to nwsl teams but are in europe right now right yeah well they're not 
So a lot of these players that have went to Europe during COVID, they actually, their contract is not with the NWSL team. It's with U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer pays their salary in the NWSL. So that kind of gave them the freedom to sign with European clubs um, to get more games played. And I think it's like an effort to make the Olympic roster really. Um, So yeah, some sign sign short-term contracts like Sam Mewis. There's, you know, speculation that she's going to be returning to North Carolina soon. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely, I think a lot of them coming back to the NWSL. So the NWSL owns rights to them when they're in Europe. So should they come back, they would go to the teams that whoever has their rights. So some people have been traded, their rights have been traded to other teams while they've been away. So they would come back to a different team if they were to come back. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What that kind of, that kind of, blows my mind a little bit i've never heard of a team like while player was on load training that player yeah uh in soccer anyway it's kind of a unique what's oh man that, that kind of blows my mind why what's the benefit to doing that i think for so i think the player we're thinking of specifically is rose lavelle she was playing with the washington spirit and she um signed to play for manchester city this past season and i think the washington spirit you know realized that they needed some other players. So they traded her rights to um, OL rain in um, Washington state. And I think they were just looking to like fill out their roster a little bit more. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It is weird in the NWSL, the fact that the thing that's frustrating, and I think will kind of hopefully change over time. It's still a young league is that the players don't really have the agency that I think they deserve necessarily, you know? So like, a you know, a player kind of has to go where they're traded and they don't always have a lot of say in that sometimes. Yeah. Um, which really does kind of suck. But hmm. I think as the league expands, those sorts of issues will kind of dissipate hopefully <laughs> it also though may affect like who comes back because don't forget tobin heath and Kristen press also were traded while they were away and sure. i get the impression they did not want to leave from where they were yep. so like that may affect if they come back from manchester or not right depending on like where they end up or if they want to wait until they get traded somewhere else or yeah or what and then real quick like in terms of the a little bit going back to your first question about the um h- how competitive the league is the NWSL. I mean, some of these top players, uh, a lot of them got offers to go play um, internationally in UK or wherever, and a lot of them took. Yeah, I, I think that is a good opportunity for any player to just go get other experience elsewhere. I think it was partly that, and then also partly um, like COVID things were very weird in the US for a while, and True. like things seemed better in Europe, but then, you know, weirdly, uh, who knows? But I, yeah, there were a few different reasons. I think Katie's totally right that like there are, the NWSL is definitely a, a competitive league without these national team players. I think it is a little bit like, Oh, okay. Let's, let's see what, you know, everyone else can do. But that's the reason a lot of these like top tier players, um, I think we're kind of heading out. And I think it's also like a money thing too. Oh, Some, like totally. these players are are young, and they're like, you know, this is a good opportunity for yeah. me to go abroad and mm-hmm. make some cash. So, totally. <laughs> sure. 
Um, yeah, they can make yeah. more over there. Just they're able to play yeah. like some maybe on like the border of making the Olympic team or not. And they need to go get mm-hmm. games in. Like I think Emily yeah. went for a while, didn't she? So she could play. Plus, I mean, if I were a professional soccer player, I would want to play. I mean, no, it's COVID, but I would want to go. I would be interested in playing in England. I mean, yeah. f- football's huge over there. Like, that's a, an opportunity you can't really pass up if it's available to you. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a good point. That like COVID makes things. We're all just trying to like do what's best. And if yeah. maybe like in the moment you're like, I think it's safe in France, and then you yeah. get there and it's like, <laughs> it's oh, like a- no, shoot, no, I was wrong. They have a full lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. England, should have gone to England. Oh, no, England's where the variants are? Oh, where do I gotta go to now? Where- yep, yeah. Uh, Point is, we're not safe from COVID. Yeah. We can't run from it. <laughs> Turns out the whole world has it. <laughs> yeah, everywhere except for those like small island nations. They got it figured Ooh, out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, gotta go to New Zealand. That's the place. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 number one team at the top of the table right now is uh, it says New Jersey slash New York. Are they still doing that? But New York uh, Gotham FC. uh, And my question is this: Why are NWSL teams so much better graphic design than everybody else? (laughs) They do have a good jersey. They do. they do. But it should be mentioned that they they just went through a big old rebrand yeah. months ago. Maybe they even are last much month. cooler now than even, yeah, just a yeah. month ago. <laughs> have y'all seen the Rathing Louisville jerseys? Have you seen them? Yes, they oh, have gosh, been. Oh, gosh, we love them. They're so amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very cool. And for they're, the listeners, yeah. this, this is something that you're interested in. We had a whole episode on, like, yeah. uh, all the new kit drops in the NWSL yeah. and WNBA. Um, but yeah, okay. And Parker, so interest, just qu- interesting follow up question, really quick. You did pronounce it the um, uh, Espana oh, <laughs> with, the, with the lisp. Now, I so uh, respect, and also, where did you? What made that choice? <laughs> why why would I make why would yeah. I make such a pretentious choice on my own podcast? That's a good no, question, Joy. It's a good question. <laughs> um I I think it's just like I think it's just my imperative need to always be right about everything all the time. So, okay. No. Uh, I mean if you want to go there, Julia, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Are we gonna have a fight on the pod? I, say, I don't have that need and I do say racing. <laughs> but I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I wanted to know where you like. It wasn't a call out. It was a call in Parker. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what? Did, what do you mean? No, no, that was also a joke. What I really oh, okay. wanted to know was like, where did you? I because I feel like I heard it first only from like Katie or like from someone going, someone else pronouncing it. Well, there were a couple of announcers that pronounce it. Wrong that was thing. that was where I picked it up. Okay, I heard an cool. announcer That's saying, I and I was like, "What is this idiot saying?" That's what I wanted and, to know. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, watching just watching soccer, and the only reason that I, I say it for specifically for soccer and with no other anything like I'll call Barcelona Barcelona is because 
if you say racing, it like doesn't make sense. Like you're you're just like fundamentally saying a different word. And so that like that's the big one. And I really hope that I don't listen back to this later in editing and go, dude, just shut up. No, but that's the answer. No. <laughs> Literally don't you dare think that. I will say don't I have heard dare. it both both ways regarding louisville so a lot of the announcers do say racing and a lot of people say racing uh, like regarding that team but i have heard it uh the other on other podcasts they'll say rothing or just like rossing um oh i have heard rossing louisville my my roommate is from louisville so that's why i say it the right way for that oh okay. cool cool gotta, um gotta but in terms but but in terms of like the the logos and stuff like you mentioned, I think a lot of the like um, like the European leagues they tend to have like an associated men's side with their um, women's football teams, and they have like a lot of their logos are like old or like <laughs> you know like traditional yeah. um, yes yeah Good in point. a way that i think the nwsl is not kind of bound by that thankfully and can be like cooler <laughs> like Almost no like offense to manchester point. city but i feel like a logo with like two ships on it is like not that cool <laughs> yeah but you know um, they would like revolt yeah. much much in the way like oh, nfl yeah. and mlb fans like get so mad when you change any little thing about their team i'm sure that's how it is in england and oh. in europe and here we're just like we don't care <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's so based in tra- like tradition over yeah. there, so I think that's part of the reason why um, they care. They care an insane amount about tradition as far as that stuff goes in Europe. Like, I mean, they stopped yeah. a whole league over it, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. my uh, the the natural follow question to that that I have is who are like the women, the powerhouses in Europe. I know it's, so it's like Lyon, which is kind yeah. of random, really weird. And Wolfsburg, which is also kind of randomly weird. And then Man City, right? Third. Um, I would say probably like um, Bar- uh, Barcelona. Is it Barcelona or um, Bayern Munich? Um, Chelsea is, has gotten good. Um, Manchester City is one of the, one of those, I guess, up there. I feel um, like Manchester City is like more newly up there, though. Is that correct? Yeah, within the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, that's just Manchester City. They just like kind of woke up with a bed full of gold bricks, and then now, yeah. finally, ten years later, <laughs> we're like, we could put one of these gold bricks and make the best women's team in soccer. But that's yeah, they're <laughs> so yeah. Uh, theoretically, Gotham FC goes up plays against plays against Lyon or Wolfsburg. They're they're not like they're holding their own, right? Like it's not a blowout. Yeah, I or would say it? definitely. I think, but I think Gotham is one of those teams that is in kind of like a rebuilding phase, and they're still kind of defining what type of team they're going to be, and they were kind of hindered by COVID in that regard. Um, so I think maybe Gotham at the end of the season or in the middle of the season would look a lot different than you know they're kind of still in preseason. A lot of the Portland, NWSL teams. Portland's probably up there yeah. right now as the best. Um, I would mm-hmm. say even Houston. Um, once when when their national team is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Portland yeah. was good without their national team, though. Even so. yeah. Like yeah. I think Europe, Europe, their seasons are like winding down, and the NWSL is kind of just starting up. So. Yeah. 
it is kind of hard to compare them right now, but I don't think there's as much um, like difference as people might, as like European football fans might like to think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking at this Portland roster. Like I'm kind of scrolling through yeah. it and there are some, some heavy hitters on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that team's no joke. Becky Cyberman. Wow. She's still, still out here doing it. Good for her. Hell yeah. Oh, she and, like, doing uh, her job too. Yeah. Like no, no like drop I feel in ability mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Three starts, 270 minutes played. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. She's well, and, and the thing, the thing too about these these teams, they like the European teams and the NWSL, they do they have played each other in the past. So like, um, was it the ICC International Champions Cup? Um, I know North Carolina Courage has played in it before against like Lyon and um, some of the English teams, and they did win one year, and I think Lyon won the other year. There's going to um, be a couple so, this year. Is that correct? There's two, oh, there's yeah. two cool. coming. Yeah. 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 There's going to be one this year, the ICC, and then there's another like international competition, yeah. kind of club competition. So we can cool. kind of see that kind of put you, on display. Do you know when those are by chance, just offhand? Any any it's, sense? Oh, okay. I'm going to. I think they're this summer. I think they're around the Olympics, kind of, maybe. But I think um, it is like pretty good teams that are coming. It's like, and it's maybe, is it like, I, I, it was just like in passing that I read this. Is it like two NWSL teams and then two? Yeah. Foreign yeah. teams are coming. It's mm-hmm. uh, PSG, uh, Lyon, North Carolina Courage, Manchester City, Thursday, July 26th. I'm very excited nice. for that. Yeah. And that's another one that Louisville is playing in, I think. And then maybe Bayern Munich is coming. That's Chicago cool. Red Stars. Yeah. So yeah. there's a couple like, that are going to show like club f- football on the international scale, which is really cool. exciting. Excellent. I, uh, that I'm going to say that that wraps up NWSL talk. Hey folks, guess what? The Detroit women of comedy fest is back, baby. We're going to be streaming across planet ants channels on June 4th and June 5th. That's their Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You get it. There's going to be so much funny stuff. We're talking sketch, stand up, podcasts, live stream, workshops, special guests, head over to Detroit women of to find out how you can join the fun. Oh, yeah. We'll use the rest of our time to talk about the women's national team. The first question and the most important question is this. Uh, what are the stakes of the She Believes Cup? Because I see it like every year. Is it every year? I feel like I see it a lot. And it brings like all of the good teams and all of their best players. And mm-hmm. it kind of like, at least on the men's side, it's really hard to like get a tournament together where like Brazil, Spain, Argentina, mm-hmm. England, and it's everybody. It's the A1 squad. What makes this different? I would say the stakes are bragging rights. Um, okay. There's not really – really the point of the tournament is to have top 10 teams compete against each other in a non-tournament like tournament format, like not the World Cup, not the Olympics, um, just to like kind of measure where they're at. Um, try new things against other top nations, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a good test. It's a good test to yeah. see to see where a team might be at or what they need to work on. And yeah, like any like any friendly, uh, it, like I think it's a very competitive friendly. Um, yeah. 
However, yeah. this past year, I think because of COVID, I, it did it feel like it was a little, yeah, yeah. we had like, it was Sweden and US, I think it's and then also it was a because Japan had to drop out. So then Colum- out, was it yeah. Colombia came? Argentina, Argentina, Argentina. Okay, Canada. Yeah. 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 So. Oh yeah, and Canada. Brazil yeah. was the mm-hmm. third. Yeah. Um, I have like heard someone talking about it before, where they they talk about how in Europe the players that that will come to it talk about how much they like that tournament. Cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know much more on that as to why they like it so much, but I, I hear it's a fun thing to play in or like a cool thing to play in. Well, cause um, they want to win against yeah. other top teams. I guess. And, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that tournament though, it's also, it's, they focus a lot outside of like, if you look at the run up to it outside of like the actual tournament aspect on like empowering girls to like, do whatever they want to do. Like even mm-hmm. outside of soccer often, like they'll right. make little videos and ads and stuff. And it, it very much is focused on that at the same time. Um, and they get like ambassadors that are like kids and stuff. So it's like a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like yeah. that. It's just fun to be fun and they just want to go out there and, and roll out some new stuff. And that's what its purpose is. And everybody agrees that it's good. That's nice. Uh, I like that too, Parker. Yeah, Yeah. I I like that. The answer is why can't something just be good? Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Who's the? Tell me about the coach of the women's national team. Are they good? Are they a good coach? Pretty prime job. Yeah, his he's new. Well, I guess he was hired at the end of 2019. His name is Vladko Andonovsky. I really like him. I think he's great. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, he's really well respected by the players. He has a good track record um, as a coach within the NWSL. He's won two um, NWSL titles. Um, yeah, he's just, he seems like he um, is really good at getting the best out of people. He's really defensive minded. He also um, seems to actually like care about the, yeah. them succeeding. I think. Right. And like each yeah. individual player succeeding. And I think that like adds to their performance. Like they mm-hmm. yeah. get better from that. Yeah. Why was the previous coach fired? Because I, I, I feel like I remember like the scent of controversy, but I don't remember why. So she wasn't fired. She, she stepped down after the world cup, after winning the world cup. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know that she was fired. That wasn't what was like put out there, but I know that she wasn't super loved by every player. (laughs) Um, She just had a, an, uh, an interesting style. I don't think she was like, from what I've like read and from what I've gathered, she wasn't a great, excuse me, communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, wasn't really always great at like cluing the players into like what they needed to do to, make a roster or to play more or like, you know, she wasn't good at getting everyone to buy into the same, um, like, I don't know, same story of like what they're, I don't know. So yeah, she wasn't well liked right. by the players really, I think. And they're open the about line. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. You, if you oh. like read into stuff, they say a little manipulative almost. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of doing things without like telling people ever why they're like dropping someone from a team, but not telling them why 
or not telling like them what they need to do to get yeah. back on the team or yeah. Yeah. Little like blindsidey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I remember I read Megan Rapino's um autobiography, I guess, and yeah. she kind of talks about um an incident where like Jill Ellis, the coach, kind of like brought her in and like had a conversation with her. Julia, do you remember exactly like what it was about? I know you read the book. Yeah, I did. Wait, say a little bit more and then maybe <laughs> like <clears throat> she like brought Megan Rapino in to like talk to her about like her performance or something, but the way that she like did it kind it of was like right before a game and then she had to right go play, right? Yeah. She like kind of like, yeah, oh. went in on her about her performance, like right before she was about to play a game and yeah. then like expected her to like do well or, right. you know, it's just like kind of, I don't know she's good at reading or the room that, that previous coach. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and from what it sounded like it was, it, it, it was absolutely a, a, um, she thought she was putting lighting a fire under Rapino when in reality it was like just this very like odd thing to receive. Yeah. Now it she's in her head and has to go play. Okay. Yeah. 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 Almost like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, this is, this is too much of a blanket statement, but not, really not the way to communicate to, to like female players in my opinion. Right. I don't think like playing games is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she was the greatest at like reading a situation or reading the room or like knowing what yeah. to say to get the best out of people. And I think like a, a big sentiment after that world, that second World Cup was that like the team won despite her leadership, um, not yeah. because of yeah. it. That was mm -hmm. like a big kind of feeling that came out from a lot of the players. That's Yikes. cool. Yeah, that's um. So that kind of that kind of brings me, I think, into the next logical part of this conversation here. Um, if a team can win two World Cups and then fire their coach because they made them worse, how far ahead is the talent pool <laughs> compared to the rest of the world? They're good. Um, they're very good. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. I think. Um, that the U S has benefited from a couple things. Um, even though like the investment level is far lower than like what they invest, invest in the men's teams, what the U S what U S soccer has invested in the women is so much higher than a lot of other countries are investing in their women. And I think already that kind of sets the U S apart. Um, and then for probably like the last eight or 10 years, they had a fitness um, coach, her name was Dawn Scott, and she really kind of transformed the team, made them like really fit um, so that they can be as intense as they are for the entirety of the 90 minutes instead of like kind of tapering off after like 70 minutes um, where a lot of other teams aren't quite as fit. So even if the U.S. is like at the same level with another team, like zero zero for most of the game there eventually usually is a point where it swings into the favor of the u.s just because they are so intense and they're able to go a full 90 minutes that intense does that make does that you guys yeah yeah that? oh and I, then they yeah. start like they, they start there was one game recently that they like subbed in at like 60 or 75 minutes or something like alex morgan and megan rapino and like someone else like those are their subs so yeah like, when that happens and, and, and the other depth. team is so tired and they're coming in fresh, mm -hmm. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, the depth cool. of the U S team yeah. is like so good. <laughs> crazy. 
<laughs> this will be fun yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a thing that that's a fun. I don't know if you would call it like an internet comment or like kind of a hot take, but there's an opinion floating around that the B team, like the people who don't make the United States World Cup team, could be second place in the World Cup. Is that true? Do you think that's true? So you're on my dad's Reddit then? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you mean Mr. like Schroeder DM me? Yeah. So like the people that come in off the bench or the people that like aren't on well, even I don't know. I think that I've heard one I don't remember who said it, but one of the players of the team has said that before yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um I think I it think depends that- on who they're playing. <laughs> I, guess. I, yeah, I think they yeah. would be a, a, a like a, a competitive for sure. Absolutely contenders for like final four yeah. in the World Cup. I, would I don't think that. it's a, it would be a blowout. I don't even think that like the the like starting squad. I don't think that that's even a blowout necessarily. Same. You look at like the the game against Sweden in the yeah. la- their last friendlies, and they like deserve We're to lose that game. <laughs> very a mediocre yeah. team. Yeah, it really depends what they're bringing. It's- that they have the potential, I think, to like full squad be like you know best of the best to yeah. the best. But I think it really does yeah. depend on what they're playing. It's, it, I, it, I would say team hones in on their weaknesses, I think, and knows mm-hmm. where to to come at them. Great. Yeah, I would say no. Cool. That's my that's my <laughs> opinion. You think, I, I just think they have the potential to. <laughs> Is it so? Would that group of players be more like younger players, or would it more be like? players like Becky Sauerbrunn who probably aren't playing big minutes at this at the peak well, level but are still really the, solid. She's actually the Becky captain does now. Play. And she <laughs> yeah. she all she pretty much always she's plays. She's a defender. Mm-hmm. And yeah. which isn't it's not like knocking anyone down, but defenders should probably Damn. play 90 minutes. Run back That's, and forth. Yeah. That is time. like freakish to be still doing. I mean, that is like kind of and borderline she's still very good. Of, yeah. 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 But it's a good question. A B, like a B team, does that does that count the players who? Because you don't have twenty two, like so who, players yeah. necessarily on a team. Like the people that come in for the camps, like to like like Stephanie Balser yeah. and like you know they had that camp with like like thirty people in it, but people that don't then get called back. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah, I mean, I'd, if it's a question of like the the starting eleven versus the like eleven other players on the bench, yeah, maybe. But if it's like a twenty three player roster and then the next best twenty three, so it's the best yeah. forty six U.S. players, mm-hmm. I don't think they're at that same level. Yeah, um, I think they would make it decently into the tournament. I think they'd be top twenty. That I don't yeah. think that they would necessarily be the top one and top two team yeah. in the world. Excellent. So this is going to be, I think, kind of the last the last question. Um, who's next? Who are the like twenty three and under players? Soccer is a sport that really, 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 really puts a lot of emphasis on youth. I think more maybe than any other sport besides maybe basketball, but I, I still think it might be soccer. Uh, so who are who are the under twenty three players who are about to break through to the net to the next level? You know, I love Zebra King. She's she's one of, one of my faves. She plays Ooh. for Zara King. Plays for, she just started in uh, at OL Rain. Um, she's kind of like a game changer. Where like they'll be down and then she'll score and it like turns the whole game around, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, I do yeah, think Trinity Rodman is very good. 
Yeah, she's definitely on her way up for mm-hmm. sure. She's like, I guess it's one. too early to say really because she's played what, like just the Challenge Cup, but like she, yeah, but she was really clowning on like, people. Like yeah. she was doing some, <laughs> she was like embarrassing, like stalwart defenders in the yeah. NWSL with like mm-hmm. her moves. So made a difference for her team, definitely. Trinity yeah. Rodman, that's Dennis Rodman's daughter. She's like 18 or yeah. 19. She, I know yeah. she's, she's really, really yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's how young they get started in soccer. That's like normal, yeah. kind of. I mean, it's not like super normal, but elite yeah. teams have yeah. players that young who are really good. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Macario, I would say like, sort yes. of yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be like she just she's so she hasn't been able to play with the national team lately because she's plays in France and they had like COVID where she couldn't travel, uh, that kind of stuff. But she is supposed to be insane right yeah sophia smith also already on the national team but like Mm -hmm. she's young right Mm -hmm. yeah sophia smith jalen howell jalen howell she plays at florida state right now she's had she has a couple caps with the national team wait i know i just said that that was the last question but i have that gave me a follow-up question uh does college is college soccer like really important to the ecosystem I guess do like legitimate prospects still go through the full four years of college soccer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they even will do like the NWSL teams will often play the top college teams in their area as like, really? Yeah. I mean, I I heard that was that podcast. Was that like a thing or is that just like a function of COVID them not being able to play? Oh, Oh, I think that they really, well, I don't know. They were doing it for preseason, I think. And it seems like that's something that they would do for preseason. It would make sense to me that they would play teams in their area, but I guess I have no idea because again, we've only been watching for a year. So (laughs) we don't know outside of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. That's good. Either way though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah it's more more expected than not that i think a player would like go through their full four years so if i mean if it's like a transcendent player if it's a trinity rodman they don't do that right like the a1 the five stars they do start playing professionally at 18 19 usually still right um there i think have been a couple a handful that have done that um mal Pugh is one who oh, kind yeah. of bypassed college but i would say it's more common for them to play a couple years at least and like okay. leave early. Like Tierna Davidson was at Stanford and she left early um, to play for the, the national team and the Chicago red star. So I think that's a little more common. Sophia Smith left early to play. Lindsay She's Moransky only 20. College, but she went overseas, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of them still do, do go through college though. Cool. Awesome. Uh, this has been the most fun I've had in weeks. Uh, what does I'm gonna ask? I'm gonna ask wow. uh, uh, a risky question. Uh, does she? What is the release schedule for She's Good? When can people listen to it or where? Generally, that's what I said. It was risky. What we aim for is every other every other Monday. Um, so the week this current week, depending on when this comes out, is a. Uh, we have not released anything this week, so it will be the fo- following week. This I don't will even know what hopefully come out on Tuesday. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So, ideally, we would record then at the end of, of the week that this comes out. But sometimes yeah. it's every other other week. 
Uh, just a, depends. I mean, there on should be a new episode on yeah. May seventeenth. There should be. There yes. will be but one I am, soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But we've got a whole catalog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can find us. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and that is either Spotify or Apple. As long as you <laughs> listen to podcasts at Spotify or Apple, you can listen. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> or YouTube, you can watch us as well. We did actually. Someone did comment um, really nice, thoughtful paragraph on one of our YouTube videos um, at one point. Um, so someone does watch, or someone did come <laughs> someone across that one. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and that's so it's under like a YouTube page that's like she's good or yes. something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give everybody out there a tip to finding she's good, and that's that you have to include the exclamation exclamation point. That is, uh, that is gonna make things a whole lot easier. Yeah. Uh, so go listen to that. And this has been Fan of Fan, and like go listen to other Planet Podcast stuff. You go to planetpodcast.com. Okay. Uh, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.